Okay, 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 okay. I'm live here at Playground, Playground Coffee on Playground Radio. And uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I've been wanting to be on the radio since I was like 15 years old. So this is major. And I'm doing it with my friends, my friends at Playground. They're good folks. They run a strong program. Got a lot going on. Dedicated to their work. And they're not haters. They see the light in me. And they support me in all my endeavors. So, like, I'm so glad to be here doing this with Playground. Today, we're just going to, like, reflect on this decade coming to a close talk about the good the bad the ugly like what we're trying to let go of what we're trying to get to in the future all that shit and then when it's over with we gonna put it online because this is also episode one of my podcast so thank you for joining me i'm gonna take you on a musical journey we're gonna listen to a lot of my favorite hits from the 2010s spirit music real shit stuff like this If you know me, you know I'm obsessed with the Gucci Mane. Been obsessed with the Gucci Mane. And finally, I got an opportunity to talk about it for two hours if I want to and no one can stop me. But when it comes to Gucci, I'm so proud of him. I mean, look at what time can show us. Look at what time can show us. Look at Gucci Mane in 08. Everybody thought he was dusty as fuck. They judged him. They're like, he's got no stylist. This dude should get an A&R. Why is he so fucking country? Why does he have on a purple fur coat? Why are his lips ashy? I'll tell you why his lips are ashy. Because he was busy hustling and rapping. Like when you're hustling and working, like sometimes you can't put on chapstick. Sometimes you can't put on lotion. So like when I'm posting Instagrams of my gold teeth, sometimes my nails aren't done. Sometimes my fingers are ashy. And I don't really feel that great about that because I wish my hands looked perfect in the pictures. But I'm busy working. I'm on my trapper stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, 24 hours. No shit shiver shower. Gucci Mane. And I have to remember that. My hands are ashy, but I'm working. And look at these gold teeth. But 
I'm on a little bit of a tangent. Look at what time can show us. You put in the work. He made all that music. Like, I can't even tell you how many albums and mixtapes he put out. It's in the tens. Like, it's got to be 50, 50 tapes. And the man was in jail. I don't even know how many of the years between 2010 and 2020. He put out a good 50 tapes. Every one of them was good. His career was still like on the up and up while he was in jail because he was on the up and up. Like, that's my icon. That's my idol. I want to be like him, but also like I want to be like myself. I want to use the shit that he showed me to be better in my own life. Like his fitness situation, him finding a partner to share his life with. Like, are you kidding me? And on top of it, he is the best rapper, period. Except for he might not be the best rapper. <laughs> he's my favorite rapper. But he's the best. But I'm just going to play some songs, and I'm going to talk some shit. And um, honestly, I'm going to say that the thing about 2010s musically the South just finally really took over. And in 2010, here in Brooklyn, like that was the moment when you could show up to a party and play all down South rap music that night and it didn't matter what room you were in, you could play that music and everybody was going to dance. It wasn't like that in 2008. It wasn't like that in 2009. And if anybody tells you it was like that, they're a liar. Well, that's not true. There were a couple rooms where you could do that. But those were like real, real specific scenes. And those were kids who came up here from going to college in down south. Those were people who were from Atlanta that party with people from Atlanta. But if you were like out on the scene and you were queer or whatever, uh, we weren't listening to rap music. We were listening to club music, period. But 2010, that was the moment when you could play down South rap music all night long, everybody will go in because that music was the funnest and it's still the funnest. And we're about to listen to some of it right now. Um, all right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I put together a list of just like the music I really like from this last decade. And some of this is music that other people liked, too. This, I'm pretty sure everyone will enjoy. Oh, oh, but I don't know why you don't hear it, too. Girl. Oh, here we go. All right.
guess. Yeah, I'm riding in that bet. 20 inches on the check. And you know what's coming next. So just tell them about the flip. Girls about the trip on my whip. Cause you know I flip. Whip with that ice cake. No, kiss me on my neck. Swag. Touch down, touch down. I just wrote a play and made a touch down. Touch down. A hundred racks a day. That is a touch down. Touch down. Both hands up. Cause it's a touch down. Touch down. Try to get out my way. Try to get out my way. Still fall to that boy. 12 points in your face. Uh. Try to get out my way. Try to get out my way. Still fall to that boy. 12 points in your face. Uh. Girls know my name. Two pistols on me. So I'm strapped like Max Payne. I got a whole lot of money. Bitches got it for me. Bottle keep popping that water. Bad whole jacket. It's a party. It's a party. It's a party. All right, we uh, we got a we got our first call on the radio show. Yep, this is the radio show. So I want to give a shout out to the producer of this show who's not here right now. So we've had a a couple of little like uh, hiccups because I'm doing too much. I'm supposed to just show up and like talk shit. You know what I'm saying? But my brother, my brother just called in, Aaron Wayne. Say what's up, Aaron. What's up, world? Where y'all at? This New York? Yeah, we're in New York. Aaron, what what are you hoping for in the new year? I'm hoping for world peace. (laughs) Oh, man, don't I sound like one of those contestants at one of them beauty shows? (laughs) What else do you wish for in this decade? Okay. Honestly, I wish for good health, mental wellness, and opportunities. Good health? You say you're hoping for good health, mental wellness, and opportunities. Yes. Hell yeah, that's what I'm hoping for, too, honestly. 
That's the perfect combination. If you got your mind and your body and opportunity, what else do you need? Honestly, if you want to surf, that could be cool too. Truly, you're right. You're right. Is is it okay if I talk on the show for a second about you? All right. Well, Aaron is my baby brother. He's my pride and joy. And this handsome man, very handsome, charismatic, intelligent man, has got quite the story. It's very, very different than my own. How many years were you locked up, dude? Thirteen and a half. Thirteen and a half years. How old are you? And you're 35. Yeah. That's a grip. That's a grip. That's a minute. That's a, that is. That's a long time. Long, long time. <laughs> it's a long, long time. How's it feel to have made it to the other side of that? everybody else do just to do the simple stuff you know like go to the grocery store and have anxiety about what pickles i want because there's so many varieties having small problems is a privilege right they're the joys of our life these small problems exactly did you really have a um anxiety about which pickles to get Hang on one second. Can you hear him? Oh. Can you hear him now? Can you hear me now? Is that better? No. Nah. They said they said you they can't hear you. But I'm gonna just I'm gonna repeat what you said, which is. In prison, all you get is apples, oranges, and bananas. No other varieties of fruits. So you went to Walmart, and what fruits did you see in there, Aaron? And what fruits did I see in there? Yeah. Blueberries. Blueberries. Blackberries. Raspberries. Strawberries. White grapes. White grapes. Red grapes. You went crazy. Pineapples, papayas. That's so exotic. What? Oh, yeah, you got to do the cuties. I mean, honestly, in the wintertime, the cuties are the best fruit there is. Who said, yeah? Oh, that's my friend, Sarah. Hey, Sarah. What's up, Sarah? Oh, nice. Yeah, she works. She commutes. She just moved down? Yeah, so she moved down to Milwaukee. She's down here, like, from Prospect area, by the lakefront. Welcome to Milwaukee, Sarah. You love Sarah. Hey. Wait, let's get back to the fruits. Okay, the fruits. So you got all the grapes. I 
I love this story. This really warms my heart. You want to hear a real crazy story about our father, dude? So you know how when we were small, our dad seemed real cheap to us? Because our moms bought us so much shit. (laughs) And he didn't get us no shit. But I kind of don't blame him because our moms bought us too much shit. But this dude, one time it was Christmas, and I was like, what did you get for Christmas when you were small, dad? He was like, I used to get some apples and some oranges. And I looked at him and I said, that's it? And he was like, yeah, it was great. And I was like, you didn't want nothing else? He was like, no, it was such a treat to get apples and oranges that I was grateful. I was thankful that my parents gave me some. And I was like, wow, we are not the same because <laughs> I need a lot of shit. I mean, not even for Christmas, just on a regular day. But isn't that a crazy story? Yeah, I take a lot for granted, like where our families come from, like where they actually come from. Yikes. Did you read our dad's book? (laughs) What did you think of it? You think our father is nuts. My brother says our dad is nuts. That's his reaction to reading the book. So when you read our father's book, Aaron, did you think to yourself for one second? Oh, yeah, I could totally picture he did this stuff. Or were you like completely surprised? Oh, wow. So so you're telling me that people would see you sometimes and just come up to you and be like, you look like Wendell. Do you know that guy? He's crazy. Yeah. Just random people would say stuff to you like that. Whoa, that's what people said. They say your dad was a bad man. Cool, bad. Oh, for real. And you just wrote it off. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. I, I, on the other hand, I read the book and I said to myself, who even is this person? I don't know this guy. So here's a little backstory for our listeners. My father, the uh, upstanding citizen and NAACP board member, <laughs> and uh, I guess he was on the school board, like holding public office when this damn book came out. This guy... He did, he did, but I'm on his side on why that happened. But, like, our dad, he raised me, like, on some, um, like, he's like, I'm a trade unionist. I go to conferences. I take you to Unitarian Church. Like, on some real different type stuff. This man wrote a book that came out, how many years ago was it, Aaron? Three years ago? Yeah, he wrote a book that came out three years ago. And in the book, he told us about how he was um, a criminal. (laughs) And it was his whole life story, really, like front to end. Same where he came from in rural Arkansas. Grew up somewhere where his dad wasn't even a sharecropper. Our grandpa did some other shit. That's how broke we were. 
And then he had a taste for, I guess, the finer things and worked pretty hard for some of it as an industrial worker in the Northwest, in the North, mid, in the, in the, what are we from? In the Midwest. And tried the military. He gave he gave it a good shot, the square life. But also uh, was a pimp and ran some gambling spots. Right? So, like, I didn't know anything about his history like that. And I read that book and I was just like, I felt betrayed. I was like, how could you be this person my whole life and not tell me? I felt like I had been lied to. That's what I felt like. You agree? I agree. And then on top of it, like, no shade, but like me and you, Aaron, we both had tempers and stuff when we were growing up. And our dad would always be like, you need to settle down. You're very immature. But he probably could have said, oh, don't have a temper. Like, there's other ways to be. Instead of being, like, judgmental about our tempers, he could have been like, I used to have a temper and I learned that that's not a healthy way to process emotions, right? That would have been helpful. He could have told me that instead of being like, you're so immature. I don't know why you behave this way. The truth is you should know I behave this way. It's genetic, man. I didn't even see you acting like this, and I'm still like this. Do you agree? Nature. You think so? You think, do you think that's why, like, even though you went to church and all that shit, you still had the life you had, like, biology? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Do you think that you would have had better control? Oh, wow. So you're saying that the people that you also went to church with, they were all black backsliders. Dang. Okay. All right. All right. So, so it's a it's a it's not a good combination, is what you're saying. Wow. This is pretty fun. That like my first episode of the show is just me hanging out with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Big time. This is pretty fun. Okay, tell you about Helen with the gold teeth. Okay, excellent. All right, so I'm going to give you a timeline and how Helen with the gold teeth happened, everything that led up to it, okay? A little backstory. First point is we're from Milwaukee. First point. Where gold teeth are very normal. That's our culture. A lot of people have gold teeth. I'm from Milwaukee, and I'm from the 80s and 90s. So obviously, also, you're a little bit responsible for this, like, like all of my fascination with um like down south rap music and those looks i would say that that started in the year of probably around 98 or 99 because you had a bunch of uh hot boys albums and stuff and i didn't have none of that and i didn't listen to that because like i more listened to like, I still listen to freestyle and, like, house music and stuff. So, like, I wasn't heavy into rap right then. But you had some Hot Boys records, some Juvenile records and stuff. And I was like, what is this? 
And like, I remember when they would come to town, like how everyone would go crazy. And I just remember that era of diamonds, platinums, Rolls Royce. And that's when I first started getting fascinated with that. Because when we were younger, even, I thought it was crazy when people got gold teeth. Our dad sent me to a driver's ed class. And I didn't go to driver's ed at school in the suburbs. I went to driver's ed on the north side. Everybody who was in that driver's ed class either was a drug dealer or a girl with an older boyfriend getting money or some parents that had some money. And I was like the only one with like a normal square dad. You know what I'm saying? It was a bunch of spoiled hood rich kids. Which maybe I was, I don't know, but <laughs> it's a bunch of spoiled hood rich kids spoiled by their parents or their boyfriends. And they were all talking about how they were going to go to St. Louis and get their teeth done. And I was like, that's disgusting. They were all 15, 16, 17 talking about how they were going to go down to St. Louis to get their teeth shaved down and their permanence put on. This was in 1999. Nah. No, this is in 1997. This was in 1997. <laughs> All right, so flash forward. Helen with the gold teeth. Where did she come from? So in 19, in about, in the year 2000 is when I started, uh, I switched my focus in DJing to being about down south rap music and not club music and electronic music anymore. And at the time, that wasn't normal here. But that was what I was up to. And me and my friend Adam Radakovich, we had a party called Ham, which stood for Houston, Atlanta, Memphis, because those are my favorite places that put out music. So we had this party called Ham. And that night we just played the music we wanted to hear out ever, stuff that came out before, like in the 90s and stuff, Hot Boys, Cash Money, Master P, uh... Just, you know, songs everyone knows, but also the things we wanted to listen to. So, I mean, like, I was playing Future when nobody knew who Future was. I was playing OJ the Juice Man when OJ the Juice Man got booed off stage in New York. Like, early trap, like, that was really when I got real heavy into DJing and doing my own parties. So then one of the things that we did was we had these concerts where we brought up La Chat from 3-6 Mafia. We brought her twice. And it was so fun. So that's like sort of where I started to... Um, so like my legacy and like New York culture is very tied into Southern culture. Like in a way. You know what I'm saying? I quit doing that because I was broke as fuck and I became an engineer and I moved away and I was just doing that and then I came back and I was still doing that and I went from being like a uh like a a, a, a technical support type person to what you call a sales engineer and it's like a very white collar job like it, you get a lot of money doing it and they hated my guts. And, like, the whole time they were trying to get rid of me. Whole time. 
not the man who hired me, but everybody after him the whole time they were trying to get rid of me. But I was like, nope, you're not getting rid of me because I don't know how else I can make six figures. So <laughs> I am I am unfireable because every time I figured out what it was somebody's supposed to know or know how to do, I figured out how to do that and then some more and made sure to document it and made sure to present that to anybody whose attention I could see. I was like, nah, you're not firing me. So I made it out of that. But um, as it was coming to an end, I wasn't really sure of how I would continue making my living. Like, I didn't know if I was going to come out of that with like nothing. You know what I mean? And just be out here again. I was like, I love DJing. It's definitely a passion of mine. It's something I care about. But do I want to be a DJ to make my living? No. Um, I want to use the skills I developed in the past few years because they're valued higher than DJs are, frankly. That's why I wanted to do that. I wanted to get more money than less money. <laughs> and I didn't want to be pigeonholed. Like I, I went through the trouble of like learning all this shit about technology and business and cloud and fucking IT infrastructure and business continuity and all this stuff like project management. I know a lot of stuff that people get paid a lot of money for knowing like when they know one of those things, but I know all of them things. So that's what I wanted to do. And uh, I couldn't do it. <laughs> they were like, nah, you got to go. You're weird and you're gay and you're black. No. <laughs> They're like, you got to go. So I um, I wanted a business. And the whole time I was in that weird situation at my job, I was trying to figure out a business to get off the ground. But nothing really happened. Nothing stuck because I don't think anything that crossed my mind was anything I was meant to do. Um, but an opportunity came its way with this gold teeth thing. Somebody who I don't fuck with no more because she's a hater asked me if I wanted to go into business together. And I said, absolutely. Um, and the truth is, like, I was just like, I don't really know what's going to happen to me personally. I don't really know what's going to go on with my life. But if I can dedicate all of this to other people's companies, I can pour some of this energy into myself. So she and I, we started working together and it only lasted for a few days. We didn't see eye to eye on a few things that had to do with business. Um, and like my perspective at the time, at the time I was still very like soft in how I dealt with people which has changed <laughs> in the last few months. But um, she wanted to only handle clients who she knew and then have me handle only clients that I know, even if she was not available to serve them while I was available. So it was little stuff like that is why it didn't work out with us. Um, ideas about like planning and like, Pre-work that had to go into some of the opportunities opportunities she thought existed. Like those are the reasons it didn't it didn't work out. But we went our own ways. And um basically I just posted on Instagram that I'm selling gold teeth. And the first few people who were like, I want them, they weren't my friends. None of them. I inboxed a bunch of my friends and people I know, and I was like, I'll do this for you at cost. 
because here I am coming out of nowhere saying I'm a jeweler after I was never a jeweler. You know what I mean? So didn't nobody I know hit me back like, yeah, let me get some. No, the first few people who did, they were friends of mine that I met at um, the Dream concert. Because I'm a, you know, Dream, the R&B singer. I'm a <laughs> yes, Dream and Gucci. That's true. So I I met them at a Dream show. This one girl, her her guy friend was like, I want to get a bottom iced out, and I was like, okay. <laughs> and then she was like, I want to get something. And then this other dude who I met at that concert in 2016, they were all like, no, 2017. They were like, let's let me get some. So I, I did it, documented it, posted it. And then some artist girls were like, we want to get some. And I just post people getting molded, post people in their teeth. And I did it on my personal page. And I still didn't have a name for it. And I would show up anywhere with my molding kids on me like, anybody want gold teeth? <laughs> And then when they were ready, I would pretty much deliver them to everyone that ordered them from me because I was just, like, hustling just whatever it took to sell some gold teeth and get them on people and document it. And um, it just took off. Like, people, people got into it. The relationship that I have with my jewelers, I got through the women who asked me if I wanted to start the business with them initially. Oh, backtrack. There were actually two of them, and they were good friends. <laughs> but between the two of them, they're like, we've been wanting to do this for years. And they never did it. But then uh, they asked me, and I set it up. Like, I waited around for about a month, and they didn't do it. Then I set it up, and I was like, okay, we're set up. Let's do this. And then the one of those two was like, actually, I don't want to do this. I don't, I don't have time. But um, that's how it happened. Uh oh. Oh, fair enough. We're from the Midwest. But yeah, that's the answer to like how Helen with the gold teeth happened. And uh I think it I think it just keeps growing because I have a genuine love for the culture, um, the cultural tradition that it comes from. Uh, I have a lot of love for just like beautifying people and like making people just like feel good and look good to their self, but also look good to other people. Like I love a flex, you know, so it's just like I want to support everyone and like their own flexing and like help them be as saucy as possible. And also, like, the more gold teeth I sell and the more gold teeth I wear, like, the saucier I get. Like, I've gotten quite sassy. I'm enjoying it. Oh, are you going to wear any ever? My Oh, no, 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 not. Per oh, wait, Aaron, did I tell you I got permanent gold teeth? Yeah, yeah. So um, everyone should know this, that my Christmas present to myself this year was improving my dental health. And um, it cost me a grip to take care of two crowns, 
and two cavities before the end of the year. And I got two more crowns to take care of in January. And I'm pumped because I'll have four permanent gold teeth. <laughs> yeah, they're all in the back. But my brother said he's not he's not wearing none no permanents, which completely makes sense to me. Awesome. <laughs> my brother said he got too many strikes to be out here in gold teeth. I'm gonna be honest with you. One of my favorite reasons to wear gold teeth is because I feel like people get prejudged for the kind of shit that like no one should give a shit about, like whether or not you have gold teeth and stuff. Like it should not um it should not prohibit someone from like, I don't know, accessing like opportunity, getting certain jobs. You know what I mean? Just being whatever it is they want to be in the world. Like, I feel like people with gold teeth get discriminated against because they're ghetto and shit. And I'm against that. So I take great privilege and walking around in gold teeth, speaking the way that I do and carrying myself the way that I do and making people gag. I love it. It's so fun. And, like, now I'm a little bit like, do I want to get permanent gold teeth so I can really fuck with people? But I'm like, I don't know if I'm ready for that life yet. (laughs) Do I want to look in the mirror and see that every time I see myself? Yes. Do I want to get cut off from, like, my real day job, which is running a business that is in business consulting and hopefully more in technology sooner than later? Nah, I don't want that. I don't want that for myself. So I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. So keep them in the back. Keep them in. See, look at that. Everything in due time. What is? So wait. Tell me one last thing before we go. Tell me one exciting thing you're gonna do today that you couldn't have done two months ago. Oh, you're gonna go celebrate your mom's birthday. Nice. That's nice. Are you her present? I am the present to everybody. Perfect. Don't buy nobody no birthday presents. Never. You are a gift. I'm the gift. You are the gift. I can't wait to see you. (laughs) Now my brother's showing off talking about you want to put him in a bow, in a box. You're funny, dude. All right, I love you. Enjoy your day. I'm going to play some music for these folks, and thanks for hanging out. Bye, love you. Oh, (laughs) bye. (laughs) Well, that was really nice. I mean, like, I definitely do not take it for granted that I just got to hang out with my brother and FaceTime with him because, like he said, he was incarcerated for 13 and a half years. 13 years ago. Wait, what, what year was that? That's the year that's the year I graduated from college. So the same exact time that I finished college and started my adult life, my brother started a 13 and a half year long bid in prison and they put him in solitary confinement all the time and he had to deal with like weird conflicts with people he's known his whole life like it was fucking gruesome in there and to be able to hop on a FaceTime with him and he's just like free out in the world I mean like that to me is a miracle because the man has a smile on his face and is 
a functioning human being expressing a full range of emotion, uh, spending time with his family, like just growing stronger bonds with people. Like, honestly, if I had to go through that, like, I don't think I would have made it to the other side. So I'm pretty sure my brother is some kind of genius. Um, and like, I'm not trying to like get too weird on you, but like, I can't help but wonder if it's genetic or what. Cause I mean, like a lot of people just aren't built like that to go through that and period. And then to go through that and like end up how he has, like, that's even more impressive. So shout out to my brother and shout out to our dad and his mom for making them. Cause he's the man. So anyway, uh, I'm going to play some songs and then we'll we'll talk some more shit. Okay. So honestly, like when it comes down to it, I just want to play more Gucci Mane. And this is going to come a little bit before 2010. But like in my heart, I believe that Gucci, like it was like the 0809 period is when he lyrically and then also the way that he presented himself to the world like he just postured he like stood fully in his gucci stance like i feel like that's when the gucci man that i love emerged the man that i fell in love with and the writing on the wall mixtape that's exactly the moment so i mean like obviously this is helen with the gold tea's favorite song or one of them come on Why we don't hear no music, though? Wait, what happened? I don't even know what's going on right now. But eventually, we're going to listen to some Gucci Mane. And uh, it's going to be lit. But let's just take a moment before we turn this song on. And talk about Gucci Mane's love for his wife. Like, can you even believe that he was able to find somebody so perfect for him? Like, I don't even know necessarily how much I believe in romance anymore. Because, honestly, like, in 2000 and, I don't know, like, what? I used to be engaged, you guys, like... I thought I was going to get married twice, you guys. I was salty as fuck because I still didn't get married once. But, like, you see a Gucci Mane out here in the world, right? And when you first get into him, you see him with McBreezy. And you're a little bit like, oh, probably they're going to spend the rest of their life together. Because she is really down for him. And, like, he is too much for one person. But then it didn't last. And you kind of think, is he going to, like, find another partner before he um, dies if he lives? Sorry, guys. And you see him in his dark times doing weird shit, fucking throwing people out of cars, getting weird tattoos on his face, wasted, assaulting fans. You're just like... Who is going to love this guy? He's really acting terrible. And then he finds this angel, this Caribbean angel, who is 
a bigger boss than him and i mean like he was a boss i mean like we seen the whole brick squad shit happen this is like man rich homie kwan showed up peewee long way this is like the second wave of talent he uh groomed behind him and he is the boss of it all like chief keith is here i mean like he's a boss he's getting checks off all this stuff who knows how much this man was charging for his club appearances who knows like no shade but like who knows how else he might have been getting money still but he found somebody who was a bigger boss than him and i really believe that she unlocked the greatness in him like for real it might sound like i'm kidding or like I'm just like dick riding or something, but like I really look at this man and I see so much inspiration. Things that like I think about on a deeper level, you know, on my own when I'm being contemplative. I sort of relate them to like how they panned out in his life. Sometimes I'm like, Helen, have patience because it's all gonna happen like everything you want can't happen but you just gotta work and like there's somebody for everybody out there my cousin posted this meme once it kind of seemed mean because the people in it they were busted but there's this couple and they don't look to a lot of people like somebody that a person would love but guess what they have somebody they have each other so while you're laughing at that meme guess what they're laid up with somebody not lonely so on that note more gucci i'm not gonna play the song i said i would i'm gonna play another one but we're gonna like it it's a good one entrepreneur big gucci yeah your boyfriend's a peon. He pull up in a neon. Got an L from a run for free funds. I'm riding down East Post of Leon. Your album was trash can. I roll weed on your album. I'm the first nigga in Atlanta. Put six cents on the fountain. Swish, swish. Shot. Try to turn your nose up. You the missed that. Big goo. Walk, bring a truck, roll back for a hill. Hop. Nah. Don't fool with y'all niggas. Y'all niggas ball small. I ball too low. Why? Sick car, I gotta run cause all my cars got peace on them and beat in it and paint on them. It's so clean, the whole might eat on it. I offer nigga for my office. Track your ass like a track list. Grab your ass like a chiropractor. Push your neck and your back and your pelvis. I loan your money with interest cause you ain't in my best interest. I love your click with injuries. Better pray that it wasn't no memories. I'm the number one shooter, come rent me. I get them niggas wet for a small fee. Smoke a nigga ass like a half a pee, then pull me a big cup of coffee. Feet. And I'm feeling like Master P, 9 to 3, I told a young bitch, bitch, get off me. Hard, hard, uh, I wanna be your friend, shout it. Tell that girl to come here, darling. You go somewhere, have a home party. Now, now, you listen, I'm talking. What you gonna do with your friend, shout it. I wanna see them on 10, show you. Choose me or choose them, shout it. Hard, pocket, shout it. Uh, I wanna be your friend, shout it. Tell that girl to come here, darling. You go somewhere, have a home party. Now, now, you listen, I'm talking. Smith and Wesson, shoot first, I'm not asking questions. You think this an old western? Cause I got my secret weapon. Luke 
lose your life for split second. Top dropped off, but booty naked. Molly got me energetic, what fucking for 50 minutes. My, 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 like new addition. What's some men like Michael Bibb? A sprung of bench watching the Simpsons. On Creole Roll, I got cruel intentions. Yeah, L man, a 2 2 capsules. And I'm fast Chevelle with air conditioning. The mechanic, I'm faster than you grind now. Give a goddamn short, so tight, how you get on And I found him on the opera, never met Oprah. Still ain't fine, how far, and it don't look hopeful. Spiked out loafers, mixing up soda. Spiked so dark that it looked like toast. Trying to see how many y'all fit in my room. Picked her up in a car, she ain't never seen roller. My necklace is crazy, my watch is bipolar. I turned out my music to listen to my motor. Oh, pocket shouting. I wanna be your friend, shouting. Turn that girl to call me a darling. Go somewhere, have a home party. Now, now, you listen, I'm talking. What you gonna do with your friend, shouting? I wanna see the whole team, shouting. Shoot, 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 just like me. I'd rather be by myself than a broke hoe. I'd rather be by myself than a broke hoe. I'd rather be by myself than a broke hoe. I'd rather be by myself than a broke hoe. I'd rather be by myself than a broke nigga. I'd rather be by myself than a broke nigga. I'd rather be by myself than a broke nigga. I'd rather be by myself than a broke nigga. I'd rather be. I'd rather be. I'd rather be. I'd rather be. I'd rather be by myself than a broke nigga. I'd rather be by myself than a broke nigga. I'd rather have a nigga in the beds before I start fucking with a nigga with no bread. I'm a bad bitch, you know I got my own checks Stack my own M's, I ain't never got a bag I'm a pretty goon, I put this change up on your head Panamera cruising in my white drop head My nigga got that sack, you know I'm fucking with a boss I just bought a Phantom, bitch don't ask me what it costs I'd rather be by myself than a broke hoe I'd rather be by myself than a broke hoe I'd rather be by myself than a broke hoe. I'd rather be by myself than a broke hoe. I'd rather be by myself than a broke nigga. I'd rather be by myself than a broke nigga. I'd rather be by myself than a broke nigga. I'd rather be by myself than a broke nigga. I'd rather be. I'd rather be. I'd rather be. I'd rather be. I'd rather be by myself than a broke nigga I'd rather be by myself than a broke nigga Bad bitches only, I'd rather be lonely If she was a broke bitch then we were just home Riding solo with my robbery with my motherfucking mind Shannon Jackson in the night but she Medea in the morning And I don't even wanna give me a warning You know you got no money Get your diploma, but I don't even want it. She got no currency. It's Gucci, man, LaFleur. I got that money. My bitch, she got that money. That's why I fuck with her. You know we got them M's. Feel like I'm stuck with her. You know I got this stendo. So please don't touch on her. And she don't need no knife. But precious cuss on her. I'd rather be by myself than a broke hoe. I'd rather be by myself than a broke hoe I'd rather be by myself than a broke hoe 
I'd rather be by myself than a broke ho. I'd rather be by myself than a broke nigga. I'd rather be by myself than a broke nigga. I'd rather be by myself than a broke nigga. I'd rather be by myself than a broke nigga. I'd rather be by myself than a broke nigga. I'd rather be. I'd rather be. I'd rather be. You ever listen to um, Gucci Mane talking on um, on uh, what you call it on the Breakfast Club? He's talking about like how he was not gonna marry nobody until he came up. Like, I'm really with that. Like, honestly, I'm gonna just go ahead and tell the truth about how I became an engineer in the first place. I was broke as fuck. Like. People talk about being broke all the time, and I'd be looking at them like, you're not broke. <laughs> like, He was talking about, like, I'm not going to get married until I can, like, really be with somebody. And I can identify with that because, like, I was a broke-ass fucking broke, 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 broke bitch. Like, sometimes I talk about it with people, like, the girls who work for me, like, we work out of my apartment, which is in Manhattan. Like, this is, like, definitely me flexing right now. But, like, I live in Manhattan by myself. And my rent costs a grip. And, like, I be trying to tell them, uh, I did not used to live here. And I tell them about where I lived before. And, like, the truth is, like, I lived in a room with, like, I lived in this apartment with, like, my best friends and, like, me and one of my best friends. Our rooms didn't have insulation, and the heat didn't work in our rooms. And I lived there for, like, mad years because it was the only place I could afford to live. And there was, like, this one point when I was, like, so many week months behind in, in rent. Like, like, I had to just be – I had to level with my landlord. Landlord Jeannie – rest in peace thank you my dearly departed haitian angel thank you for um letting my broke ass continue to live in your home without paying you that rent them few months in a row but like i was so broke and i only could live there and like had found this person that i wanted to spend the rest of my life with and i was like oh no i can't be broke like this i gotta level up so then I became an engineer because I heard you could get six figures if you did that. And I was like, becoming a lawyer costs too much money, so I guess I'll be an engineer. And that's how I became an engineer. But Gucci, with the wisdom, the sage wisdom, and you hear him rapping about how, like, he'd rather be by himself than with a broco. Like, ooh, are we mad? Like, is that a bad, is that a bad thing to say? Because if it is, I'm bad. I would rather be by myself. Um, But, like, honestly, what are we hoping for in this next decade? Are we looking for romance? Are we looking for self-acceptance? Like, what, what are our desires for the future? I'm about to tell you guys something. Like, I've been in the house alone for the last several days consuming so much um youtube content and bet plus content mostly about um <laughs> legendary criminals and um they got this series called american gangsters that comes on bet and it is so good 
And they have like a series called Trap Queens. And I'm like 99% certain that I found my spouse when I was watching Trap Queens. Uh, She's from Tampa. And this woman's name is Rashia Wilson. And they locked her up for 21 years for tax fraud. But like she was getting money like she collected millions in tax like fake tax returns but what's crazy about when she did it is that like that was not the only way she was getting money this lady wanted a way to wash her money so she started a um a entertainment company called first lady entertainment and when they showed like the pictures of everyone she had like this was like in the prime like the the prime time when trap music was really trap music and like all these dudes were like like self finance drug dealers like big time drug guys but like getting this rap money too like she's booking them like shorty low future and like they're showing these pictures of her with them back to back to back so she was getting enough money to pay these dudes these fees but also make money enough to keep that hustle going too and I was just like this lady's a genius and they threw the book at her she had to like serve 21 years but like a good point that they made in the show is Many of the men who are responsible for these, like, financial, like, crazy, devastating situations at, like, Lehman Brothers and, like, all these banking companies, all these, like, mortgage companies that fucked over American people so hardcore, like, those people, they got, like, no time at all, hardly at all, like, a couple years here they got probation or whatever, like four years maybe. But like when hood people orchestrate white collar crimes, they throw the book at them. And I'm like 99% certain that if there's a woman for me in this world, which maybe there's not, and if there's not, that's okay. But like if there is, she might be in prison right now for another little grip. So Maybe I'm going to be one of these prison spouses. I could be like Papoose, right? You, you know what? Like, I feel like that is a really powerful story of the 2010s. The Papoose and, and Remy Love situation. When Remy first got out of jail, she would book anything. And, like, Frankie Sharp had a party. Do you know who Frankie Sharp is? Frankie Sharp throws gay parties, like, nightlife girl west gay and all that frankie sharp had a party on a weeknight it was like it was this time of year because i flew home from utah to do christmas and all that shit with my friends and my girl and we went out one night it was like right after christmas and it was like i think the club was called warsaw in greenpoint and there was like nobody there and you know what? She gave it her all. And I am not the biggest Remy fan, but like I had a really good time. Like, and I became more of a fan that day. And we had a heart to heart. And I told her, I said, you know what? I'm so proud of you and 
pap and this is like right when she got out you know what i mean like this is before she went on reality tv and people who didn't really know her yet didn't know her story like not everybody knew that so it was like very intimate for me to like say that but i mean it and like maybe that was me seeing my destiny maybe i need to be more of a pap you know what i mean like a aunt like a you know he's real humble and and like honors his woman and like he's a good dude like i could try that style of romance of like holding down a lady in jail <laughs> How, you see that for me i don't know i don't know i wish i wish we could find out sooner than later like instantly but that's like not how um life works so um i got some questions and stuff from some of the folks who follow me on instagram and i want to go through those and like really try to make this a contemplative end of the year type of moment you know what i mean instead of like me just rambling about like this woman who's locked up that might be my wife even though um, I believe that in my heart. But like some of the questions that folks asked, I think are cute. So here we go. Okay, here we go, here we go, here we go. Here we go, we got a question. The question is, how you living? Okay, you know what? I'm living pretty good. I am, um, I'm feeling, I'm feeling blessed right now. I'm feeling very blessed. I don't take anything going on in my life for granted in the present moment i'm grateful for so many things in the past that i did not even understand were gifts um honestly not to get all like crazy uh black granny on you but like honestly i'm i'm living great uh and i'm grateful for every moment um i'm like really grateful but also hungry like i'm ready to get after it like I got, I got some, I'm trying to like, trying to like get clearer goals, like tie numbers to my goals and dates to my goals, because that's not something I've been doing lately. But I think once I start to do that, I will be able to, um, turn around some of these things that I want a little bit faster or a little more strategically, but all in all, oh, pardon me, all in all, I'm living good. Life is beautiful. All right. Let me see who. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait, wait. I don't understand this question. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, 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 wait. I don't understand how this is a question. Press, let me see. Oh, okay. Okay, here we go. Here we go. This is what it was. What do you hope for in the new decade? All right, all right. Uh, prosperity financially communally sexually and mentally all right i love that huh sexual prosperity i never heard that term before i really wish i knew what that meant but i think it sounds powerful prosperity for your community hmm i don't even know uh, i don't know what that is but i want you to get all that shit for real all right, here we go. Brandon, that was Brandon Drew Holmes, who really is one of my favorite people on the internet, to tell you the truth. Okay, what you leaving behind in 2019? That was my question. 
And the answer that Brandon gave me was non-blacks who don't pay me reparations. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, leave it. <laughs> leave it behind. Man, I didn't even know we could do that now. Just like basically tell everyone who's not black to give us reparations. I didn't even know that's what we were up to right now, guys. I, I want to give a shout out to the people younger than me because they don't give a fuck. Like, I used to think I was mad and not playing no games when I was 21, 22. Like, I used to say some wild shit out of my mouth that I would never say right now, even though sometimes I might believe it. But, like, these folks who are, I don't know what you are, younger millennials or uh, gen whatever the fuck, like, you don't give a fuck like they are zero tolerance they're not fucking with nothing that is not exactly what they think is um the way stuff's supposed to go and um I just want to say keep doing what you're doing <laughs> like I love it most of the time the stuff I say you think is fuck shit and I, I know you guys think I'm Uncle Tom and shit because like honestly I will sometimes do certain shit for money <laughs> like that you guys aren't fucking with and guess what? Roast my ass. Roast me. I love it. Keep teaching. Keep preaching. All right. Let me see. What else did we got? That, that was three. That was really, that was really great. Thank you, Brandon, for all that. So then my friend posted some pictures of her grandma on Instagram looking real cute. And I don't know how to, um, I don't really know what I'm supposed to do. Probably I shouldn't tell Aya that like her grandma looks mad good in those pictures because people don't really want to hear you talking about how their grandma's smile is sexy. They don't want to hear that. Nah, nah, nah. They don't want to hear that. All right. So here we go. What pushed you to start your business? What pushed me to start my business was I was getting hated on in my professional life. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I'm a, I'm an engineer. Like I wasn't an engineer for a long time. I have only been one for a few years now. I got this career off the ground in 2013. So it's, it's fresh. Um, but I worked in the tech sales world as a cloud and IT infrastructure specialist. I'm also something called a SAN engineer, a storage engineer, um, I got a lot of skills and like my knowledge, it goes real, 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 real deep. Like I love it. But I was in an awkward situation because I decided to masculinize my person in like 2015. And I've been taking hormones for a few years now. So like I look like a man, but my name is still Helen. I still go by she and her. Uh there's not a lot of space in the white collar tech world yet for a trans masculine black woman to uh, just occupy space there, uh, lend her expertise. That's what I found. So I kind of just knew that I needed to create some other ways for me to pull in income so I wouldn't be out here. Um, and like, Honestly, I'm going to tell you the truth. What pushed me to start my business is I'm a transsexual dude. And like, I don't want to be a sex worker, like no shade. Like 
uh sex workers i worship you like thank you for your service your angels like everything you do is like so important like shout out to sex workers like i mean that shit from my heart like a lot of people talk like that to be trendy or whatever and it's annoying as fuck but like i fuck with sex workers hard like and we could talk about that more on some other episodes but the truth is i fuck with sex workers hard but i want to be one like i don't want to be on grinder with these fucking weird dudes with their fucking trans men fetish they're gross and they're weird and like i don't want to fuck them for money like i want to get paid not doing that shit so i started a couple businesses is the answer um i didn't want to sell boy pussy on the internet like and there's nothing wrong with buying or selling boy pussy on the internet i'm not shaming nobody who does either thing but for me personally i just wasn't at a place in my life where i could handle that um having to use my physical body in that way to care for myself like I couldn't be vulnerable in that way so I started this business um selling jewelry and I started another business which is consulting um it's not as technical as it's more like business and like project management type stuff but yeah that's how that happened I didn't want to sell boy pussy on the internet all right, we got some more responses to what do you hope for in the new decade? Okay, we got this from um, Logan. Shout out to Logan. Logan said this is what they're looking forward to, bread and cheese. <laughs> I love it. You know what? Get both. You know what I'm saying? Get the bread and get the cheese because, like, honestly, like, Logan, you need to be rich. You deserve it. I met Logan this summer. She's helpful as fuck. She made the cover art for this um, podcast slash radio show. She made me some artwork this summer for my, like, other nephews coming home from jail. Like, he's a gold tooth king for real. Like, I need to really just, like, make a calendar or something or just, like, make more content with the pictures I have of my nephew and his gold teeth. I got pictures of this dude in gold teeth since he's like 11 or 12 or some shit. I don't even know. He has more gold teeth than anybody I ever knew. But Logan made me this gorgeous image of him for his coming home from jail and uh, also made the cover art for this podcast. Thank you, Logan, because like, honestly, you're the shit. Everything you do is so sweet. Like you help me and like the most useful ways are meaningful they have to do with like real life shit and you're the shit and logan's from down south and always gets what i'm trying to make like she gets the vision thank you logan i love you and um i hope you get all the bread and all the cheese um i'm gonna pray on that for you for real all right oh anon wait oh oh he's gone now but this is what he said. He's in this room. Well, he was in this room, but he just left out. He said for um, what, like the, the answer to like what you hope for in the new decade, this is what he said. Better dick and more money and relearning how to love. Get him back in here. I want to hear about the relearning how to love. Like, that's what I want to know. Like, He's in here. We're going to get him in here. We're going to ask about that. 
Shout out to the playground staff, actually. We got to get them on the micro. Oh, come back. Come back. Come back here. You. Come here. Come here. <laughs> You're here. So I just want you to tell me. I'm not asking my question. Yes. You, what you said for what you hope for more of in a decade, you said better dick and more money and relearning how to love. Period. Tell us about the relearning how to love. Well, I just feel like... Wait, wait, can you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Ahanif. I work here at Playground and do a bunch of other shit. Um, follow me on Instagram at AhanifX. Shout out. Okay, so relearning how to love. I just feel like we constantly relearn how to love and we're always finding different ways how to love. And I feel like this year was kind of like a little rough for me in terms of that. So I just want to learn new ways to love, basically. I love that. Thank what are you. the new ways you want to love? We'll find out. On, you got to wait till 2020. But you, we'll you like you're not even pushing it. No, you, you'll, it'll come. They'll you know. find you. Exactly. The ways yeah. will find you. Mm-hmm. I love that. Thank I you. love that. Uh, I mean, you were here. So I was just like, let me just hear him speak on this. Uh-huh. That's what so are what are new ways you want to learn how to love? Oh man, I think I want to learn how to love tougher. Mm. Cause mm. I'm too soft. Me too. I agree. Yeah, I'm too I let soft. people get away with everything. Me too. I let people get away like, with treat me wild the worst shit. And then, like, yeah, exactly. Yes, honestly, like I've been single for a while, and that's kind of why I like stay single. Cause like, man, I be letting my girlfriends do the most. Mm-hmm. Like, and mm-hmm. if they're not worsome. Which is a word. My friends try to tell me worsome's not a word. But basically, oh my God, I love that dude. That's my old neighbor. I love him. Oh man, his pants aren't shredded. So there's this dude who lives outside in Crown Heights and like he wears his pants. He like wears his outfits like really intricately shredded. Okay. Like he shreds them himself. He's he's very meticulous, but like he just had on regular clothes right now. So I'm like, why he look like that? Yeah. That's weird. Unlike him. Well, he maybe he's just going to the deli, you know. The bodega people, they <laughs> see us looking the crazy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, anyway, new ways I want to learn how to love. I want to learn how to love tougher and, like, yeah. Like, I feel like I would rather withdraw than mm. be stern with someone. For but sure. I got to be more stern. And it's, like, I don't mean to be, like, a total, like, Dr. Phil or some shit. But, like, I'm ready to hold my loved ones accountable. Right, right. In a real way. As you should. And I guess I want to love. I love freely. I would like to figure out how to continue loving freely while also fucking putting my foot down. Period. Is there a such thing? I think so. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Man. Thank you for having me. Helen. Oh, thank you for coming. Yeah. I, w- I wonder if Zanat's going to come back. Okay, I'm going to go Okay, so wait. This is what Tony Mackey said. Shout out to Tony Mackey. We had the Helen with the Gold Teeth Christmas party last year. Actually, I'm going to start calling it the Helen with the Gold Teeth annual Christmas party because it was so lit. We better do it every Christmas, period. Uh, We had a Christmas party last week. It was at um, Tip Top in Brooklyn, which is like an old head joint. Like a much older woman from like North Carolina owns it. Her daughter bartends. Her daughter's a baby boomer with a gold tooth. And they're beautiful people. They're so lovely. And um, we had the party there. 
We had uh, soul food. We had music. And Tony Mackey, who is one of my clients and now one of my friends who I met at the playground pop-up that was here in December, which was so nice, a little playground after dark situation. It was so fun. Like, it was so lit in here. Like, I have not had that much fun like that except for at my Christmas party. Like, them two things were the funnest. So anyway, so I met Tony Mackey at the playground pop-up. Tony Mackey came to the Christmas party. Tony Mackey was like, can I DJ? And I was like, yeah. And it was so lit. Like, Tony played the shit out that music. It was so fun. So what Tony said that she would like decade to is new New York friends that really see me. I mean, I don't know if I see you because I just met you, but if I am seeing you, you fucking rule, dude. And I'm pumped to be friends with you, Tony. Like, you're a lit DJ. You have a good spirit. You have a great attitude. You have a great smile. You're so fun to be around. You're really affirming. You're very positive. And you like gold teeth. And you're a ham-ass DJ. I'm pumped to be friends. So uh, I hope you find more friends who are as excited to be friends with you as me that really see you, too. And I, I hope I actually see you. But we have a very special um, person sitting here in Playground Coffee Shop with me right now. Can you introduce yourself, please? <coughs> yes. Um, my name is Anad. I own Playground. So if you've ever been here. Hi, welcome back. S- Helen, Z- I love you so much. I just want to start off by saying that. Zanat, I love you even more. Thank you. Zanat, honestly, like... What were you doing in 2009, 2010? Where were you up to? Um, shit, I was in high school. What? <laughs> <laughs> I I was in high school, yeah. I, Wait um, a minute, no. Wow, I was, um, it was retribution. 2009 was a really awesome year for me because that's the year I discovered that I had a, r- a lot of t- things to be grateful for, physically too. Um, I was going through a lot of dis- body dysmorphia as a child. And middle school was a really dark time for me. But in high school, I was like, words on the street. I'm hot. Hell yeah. So wait, wait yeah. what year did you graduate in high school? 2011. You're a fucking boss, dude. Thanks. You. God Thank you. damn, you're a mm-hmm. boss. So did you see for one second, 10 years ago, I'm going to be a business owner in 10 yeah. years? Um, you knew it? My dad owned a hardware store for a very long time. And I always, I loved seeing my dad like chain smoke cigarettes outside of his business. You know? I was just like, I want to be my dad. You know, I thought he was the coolest person on earth. And I mean, he still he still is in other ways, I think. It's transformed of what the definition of cool is, right? But um, I always envisioned having a coffee shop because my friends and I would hang out at one on the Upper East Side because I went to a, a very interesting, I guess, I don't really know how to talk about it. It's just like, it was a, it, it felt like being in Gossip Girl, but being poor. So it's like what oh, poor, wow. you know? <laughs> like a, like a r- rich people school? <laughs> Yeah, no, like we were just in a really awesome neighborhood. Like we were on the Upper East Side, and people were generally scared of us. We were musicians, and like what kind bandy. of school was it? I went to a performing arts high school on the Upper East Side oh, called nice. Talent Unlimited. It's in the JREC building. Um, had a lot of amazing fun experiences there. I thought, you know, that I would because I was like I said, you know, just d- d- battling with like issues like body dysmorphia and all that stuff. High school was a really awesome time for me. I was also grew up wearing a hijab, so. I, it was like the first time I revolted against that. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to wear my hijab anymore. I'm going to start breaking down what religion means to me and what faith is. And I think I, I am who I am because of that today. Because I had to be the alternative person in my family or in my school or whatever. Oh, wow. So, yeah. 
Yeah. Here we are. Trailblazer. You know, so I always wanted something different for myself, but I didn't know what that meant because I was always, I'm, I'm a really bizarre person in my opinion. Like, I think that I'm just like kind of, I have a lot of high energy and stuff too. So I never thought I would be like pinned down and have a job. Yeah. I've gotten fired from so many jobs. I've quit. Yeah. I'm like in the middle of a shift, you know, shit like that. So I was like, <laughs> I'm like everybody's worst nightmare. But I also knew that I was, I had something to say, you know? Yeah. So it happened. Yeah. I think... I I mean, it took for me to get these businesses going to understand, like, oh, I was not necessarily meant to work for other people because, like, I, they are the boss. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. always trying to, like, do the most. Mm-hmm. And they're like, that's not your job here. <laughs> I'm like, let me just reorganize. They're like, no, you're, um, you work on the desk. I'm like, oh, um, yeah, but, like, I, I really good. I'm so much better at all this, this stuff. Right. And they're like, that's really cool, but we were paying you to do this one thing and you better sit there. And that's what I've been told at a lot of jobs. And that's yeah. why I knew I was doing too much, you know? Yeah. But I realized all that energy transferred over to my own vision meant a lot more productive energy for me, you know? Right. So it is hard being a business owner. I don't know how the fuck you do it, Helen, because you work with clients on, like, a very interesting level because it's very personal. You're up in their mouths and stuff. Um, and I just feed people. So it's a little more different, too. But at the same time, like, service is a really hard industry. It really is. Um, you know, and I think both of us being in the service industry, we kind of see what it means to be tender with people who work in the service industry and have their own businesses. Because it's like, this is our whole thing. This is my, in- I'm betting all on this. This is all I have. Yeah. And I love it when people appreciate it. And I'm so happy to have met you, Helen. Because, like, the, you've grown so much in these last few months that you've even been doing, you know, all these flexed out designs. Like, you are, you're a legend. For oh, real. thank you. I really appreciate that. And it's interesting because you've only been doing it for a short amount of time. Yeah, that's true. But do you see that? The short amount of time and the dedication? Yeah. Fucking shit happens if you just put your mind to yeah, it. Yeah, like, honestly, some days I wake up and I'm like, man, I really wish I had, like, a lot more of all these things. But I'm like, my only job today is to keep doing what I'm doing. Yep. And that's all I get paid to do. And also, that's it's really awesome when you know you're, like, the creative vision behind something, that you can control something, you know? Like, I think me being really young, I never thought that, like, ownership would mean anything, but it does. Like, I think that we black and brown people obviously need to own things. We need to ac- acquire stuff, like, really? whether that's land, that's capital, whatever it is. Like, we need things to practice on. These are, like, rituals we have. Like, Helen, what you do, it goes dates back to like years and years of rituals and sacrifices and stuff like that you know it's like we're doing the things that we want to do on our own terms and i think that's what it means to have ownership and i've taken that into transcending into so many parts of my life that i feel like me being who i am the experiences that i've gone through i can only create a workplace environment that's comfortable enough for me and the people that i want to employ yeah yeah it's very interesting your team here like you like them yeah yeah it's i mean there's a a very strong sense of community like among the team and then also the larger community all of the people that frequent here like this is just like a place where people come thanks you know which is cool and it's a it dude it's like it's not a bar which is kind of awesome to me because i get really caught up at night at nightlife stuff and i'm a nightlife person if you see me out come you know say hi i'm not i'm not scary person but um having people meeting people in a sober place is very hard sometimes yeah about that um you know just like getting to know people without like any sort of like extra thing attached to it it's kind of bizarre you know but like i get the benefit of working in a coffee shop and being able to meet new people all day but like it is it is weird but i encourage it because it's like these are the experiences during the daytime that you can come in here and work and hang out with us it's there is a very strong sense of community but it's like we needed it you yeah. know, there was a need for it. There was an em- emergent. I felt like I was kind of falling apart if I didn't create something like this. Yeah. And I'm telling you, dude, like 
playground saved my life. Like it's I, like you need it for something yeah. in your life, so then you built it. Yeah. So what you're saying is you manifested the world you needed to live in. Pretty fucking much, yeah. See? And honestly, it all goes down to Hanif. I I don't know. I couldn't I couldn't do anything without anyone. I feel like teamwork is very important and necessary, and, and I do want to give a huge shout-out to Ahanif because he and I, for the course of a year, like during the summertime, we we made playground. Like the oh signs, wow. we hung up every single thing on, in the shop, you know, helps build this stuff out, and then also get the permits. It's like these two kids. I was 22. What? Ahanif was... Do you know what I was doing when was I was like 22? was like 16, dude. He was 16, 17. What? And he, we opened playground, dude. It's not hard. Like... I understand that there are like there are the things that get in the way, like obviously capital and stuff. But like, I y'all, we can do shit. We have the power to change our world. Yeah, huh? When I was twenty-two, I was strategically flunking just long enough to stay in college one more year. That's what I was doing. Yeah, <laughs> I failed calculus four times, so it's all good. Wow, you know? like that shit. is incredible. Yeah, like yeah, no, wow. it's it's in, it's in, it's insane to think that like children could do something, but we can. Like, you know, children are they have the ability to learn languages at such a young age. It's Honestly, like kids can do anything. Like, my nephews, I'm real hard on them lately because I'm very much like, don't waste your youth. No. Because I, I, I kind of beat up on myself sometimes about, like, not doing more. But, like, no, I was lit when I was a young adult and a youth. And, like, I see them just sort of passively just floating. And I'm like... Don't do that because yeah. you will regret it. And and it's one thing to like, you know, like utilize someone and think about their themselves as like you're a machine. You have your you are only your productivity level. That's not true. But I also think that like, you know, like I was just talking about this at dinner. I mean, at breakfast this morning, um, talking about what it means to live your life fully. You know, we yeah. all know we all know that we're all going to, you know, pass eventually and we're not going to have much to live on except for our legacy you know like yeah. what are we gonna do that's on earth that's gonna make it easier for everyone else after us you know yeah and we have to like it's hard but social responsibility is one thing but also like gathering people being happy and like only thing doing things that serve you are it's not selfish it's what you're supposed to be doing. honestly it's there's the only intention. one you ever 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 so like pour mm-hmm. into that shit like make it the most you possible because that's is the this, last one is this why you did this radio show you think Honestly, like I wanted to do radio since I was a kid. Like yeah. the same time that I started DJing is when I wanted to do radio. And then like I figured for my business, I need to um, generate more content. Absolutely. Because yeah. like I need to keep selling grills and making grills. But like, frankly, to achieve the level of success that I would like to, I need to engage more with the public and I need to put more of me out there. I mean, shit, I need more of Helen, too. So it's all good. (laughs) We need this. So, yeah, I mean, that is it. It's just like finding different ways to uh, assert like more of me into the world is like why I'm doing a radio show. But I'm so pumped that it's radio and not just a podcast because I love the tradition of radio. Like, I really love it. Like. One of the best moments of my life was when I met Tom Joyner. What? Where? <laughs> and then <laughs> Wait, what? Where? So, like, at my old job where I was getting hated on, <laughs> I never <laughs> went. <laughs> I never went to work. Like, I never went to the office because um, I was scared to go to the bathroom. So I would just not yeah. go to work because I didn't want to get ran up on trying to use the restroom. Yeah. And um, 
And I'm sorry, Helen. I know. It was some bullshit. Mm. So that kept happening to me and stupid shit like that. But like my mother had passed away and I was like really weird and isolated. So I was like, okay, I'm going to take my ass to work. I'm going to go to work today. Damn. And I go to work. It's at fucking Penn Plaza. It's like this hostility ass building. I walk in in my shades and then I'm and I look and I'm like, holy shit, that's Tom Joyner. That's fucking insane. Dude. So then I was like, oh, my God, Tom Joyner. I love you so much. You're my hero. <laughs> and then I was like, I love you so much. And he was like, he was so confused because he's like, who is this weird man? Oh, my God. <laughs> he's like, who is this very soft voice <laughs> man talking to me? <laughs> Who's this very Helen. soft voice dandy man? <laughs> and it's like, I was really happy that the day I ran into him, I looked really rich. <laughs> Good for him. I was like going into my office and I felt like shit. So I was like, oh, how do I feel better? So I just put on like these really nice shades. My best friend Shada bought me. And I looked real rich and I was like, I love you. You're my hero. I want to be more like you because I just love what he does. Like yeah. the whole dedication to like keeping black colleges open and uh, filling the seats there, getting kids scholarships and just like that. He's so fun and lit, too. Yeah. I mean, it's also important to preserve like black histories and black stories, especially I don't know. There's like, especially people who spearhead that kind of stuff too. It's always a little bit more difficult, right? He's the man. Like he went to uh, Tuskegee with Lionel Richie. Oh, what? Yeah, that's that's Tom Joyner. I'm just like, man, I could never. But yeah, I'm so pumped to be here. Are there certain inspiration that you draw from this person? From Tom Joyner? Fuck yeah. Like Like, what, what would you like to, what are some tools you think that this person has given you? Uh, his dedication to service is yeah. a really good example. Um, and I guess just um, feeling comfortable just doing what I'm doing. Like just yeah. being like what I'm doing is enough because just like watching whatever that can grow into. Like it's a strong example. He, he just makes he makes content for overlooked people and ended up making more money than anyone else doing it. Making yeah. black radio. And, and he just recently retired, right? Like yeah, he just retired. A few days, a few weeks ago? He did, days, and yeah. uh, I can't remember. I know, he, I heard people calling in on NPR like, I can't believe this is happening. He turned the what? show over to somebody yeah. real funny. Oh, who did he turn it over to? Okay, I'm going to need to Google this. Shit, I can't remember. But when I found out who it was, I was like, okay, that's okay, because he's funny enough. Hold on. But Tom Joyner's not a comedian, but like whoever it was, it was somebody I was like, yeah, they matter. I need to do John. Tom Joyner has nothing to do with like saying goodbye to this decade. <laughs> Ricky Smiley. Yes. He turned it over to Ricky Smiley. And let me tell you something. Ricky Smiley is the funniest dude in the world. I don't, I, I don't think I know him. When I, I wake up in the morning, Zanat, this is what I do. I get on Instagram and I watch weird live videos of Ricky Smiley. Ricky Smiley is a comedian from Alabama. And he's like oh, his in his fifties. <laughs> I know. And he's just g- walking around the house, getting on his kids' nerves and getting on his grandson's nerve. And it really just looks like my idea of paradise. Mm. So I just watch it, and I feel so relaxed. I think I'm gonna start watching the show. Ricky Smiley, his parents both died when he was a small kid, oh, wow. and his grandparents raised him. 
and he has the most positive outlook. Like he just, I mean, like he's, he's my hero. So yeah, duh. I want him to take over Tom Joyner's show. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm being. Continue legacies, you know. I'm being so black and annoying right now. Uh, no, you're not annoying. This is perfect. Exactly what should be. <laughs> All right. These folks told me some um things that they're hoping for in the next decade. What are you hoping for in the next decade? I mean, honestly, in the next decade, like I just want to continue experiencing life the way that I have been, which is having like a sense of peace mm-hmm. um having a sense of security yep. uh having love in my heart for others still and having ambition fueling Shit, <laughs> like no. i'm same keeping me going yeah i yeah. want to be able to practice the same i think to Ahanif's point about what love is like reintroducing myself to that notion of embrace and love and positivity but shit, I'm trying to get employed, y'all. Honestly, I'm trying to get money, and I'm not fucking with y'all no more. Like seriously, like honestly, yeah. it's time for me to boss all the way up. And I used to be really scared of that, Helen. And I think that's one thing that's kind right? of helped me get a little scared about <clears throat> doing playground is being a woman and actively being upset about shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like getting mad that something doesn't happen my way. But I'm like, I, I, aw. That was so cute. Um, oh. And his little J's. Um, I don't know. I, ju- I just want people to take me more seriously. Like, this is a real business. This is a real Honestly. place. And sometimes I feel like I get treated like I am other than than that. You know, like huh. I, that I'm not a person of, like, credibility. It's happened yeah. many times. And it's Can you weird. give me an example? Um. Yes. I can totally give you an example. So this year has been... A pretty wild one for me and for Playground included. Um, but I had this instance where this this gentleman, he came into Playground and he tweeted something about, about our shop. Um, nothing specific, nothing, nothing like at us. But um, people started tagging us in this post. And this tweet kind of got out of control because it spiraled into people leaving us really weird reviews. And then on I your Yelp. Everything and Google, dude. If they fuck up your Yelp, that messes up your money, dude. Yeah. Everything. Everything. Oh wow. Yeah. So, I took it upon myself to. I didn't say it, but I think one of my staff members, after feeling super uncomfortable with him, was like, "Hey, you actually can't come back here." Like, I'm, I'm Wait sorry. a minute. So this man posted some shit that got your business hated on, trolled yeah. on Facebook. Google and Yelp, and he continued coming for here for two years for and service for two years. Yeah, and I I didn't really know how to approach this because I knew it was gonna suck regardless either way. But um, yeah, I I approached him, told him he couldn't come back. He left a really nastier tweet. On wait his a Twitter. minute, wait a minute. Why did he think he could keep showing his face? Why did he want to come here after he did that? I don't know. And I and I knew we never said anything to him in the first place because I knew like you know interacting with trolls is never the best way to go about it. And I just recently watched Don't Fuck with Cats, so like you'll see the propensity of the trolls. You know these people have magnitude. You know, so. He tweeted something else about us and then saying something along the lines of, I just got banned from this coffee shop. Like ready to engage, like further escalate it. So then I wake up to about a few more negative reviews. Nothing too crazy. Took it upon myself to address the situation because we talked to him in person and he wanted to use the Internet. 
to engage about a conversation that happened in real life. So I said, let's go on the internet. And I went on the internet and I said this man was perpetually racist and that he was making it really hard for me and my team members, especially all the people who work here, feel safe because we're getting threatened. And then those trolls did the same thing back to us, saying that we're gentrifiers, we're all this. And it was really hard. Like I had... 4chan threads about me saying that I was like this and I was that. Wait, what is 4chan? I'm 4chan, old as fuck. So 4chan, if you ever, have you been on Reddit before? Yeah, but that's just hard so, to follow. Yeah. Reddit and 4chan, they essentially are like the simil- similar platforms in which they talk about very, very like specific threads. Like there will be threads on like, I don't know, fucking the color of postal like like workers uniforms and shit like that. So four like, chance like a um it's just like a message board same yeah, thing. Yeah, it's like a it's it's definitely way more darker. Like they're responsible for, you know, sometimes breeding like white nationalists. Oh um, and recently, you know, just like really weird like fetish porn oh, stuff. Oh it's like internet like, p- it's real internet people. Yeah. Yeah. Dark so, shit. So like yeah. really bizarre and yeah. life threatening too. So started getting reviews saying that they were going to kill me. I had Wow, they had you on the on the dark web super hater. Yeah. Thre- like talking, talking about what do you call we're gonna, things? We're going to go to New York, find out all the shit Nazis do, like pretty much. Wow. I had some guy and this is the grossest part too. He he started he made up this weird anecdote, the story, like a vignette rather, about how I is am this submissive Bengali woman who wow. served him. And he made up this really gross, weird, intricate story. And to make me feel, I don't know, it was just made me feel so uncomfortable. Because I was like, shit, I'm still at a gaze, right? Like, that's what I am. I forget. Wow. And I knew that this situation would have been different if I was a man. Oh, yeah, they would have never used that language against you. Ever, ever. No. And especially nothing that too sexualized, too. Yeah. But um, it happened. and It's so crazy. And all you ever wanted to do was... Defend myself. I just wanted to freaking defend myself. I was like, you can't talk shit like that. Yeah. But I forget that, like, you know, people... Internet like bullies are now transcending into internet bullies. You know, yeah. cyberbullying is really difficult. And it's something that I've... Again, something that I went through this year, which is why I'm a lot really knowledgeable about it. Like... You know, um, it's really scary. Um, You people, people really, really pour their heart and soul out about how much they fucking want to kill you and exploit your brain out, you know, but that's so sick and dark. But, you know, it's 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 made me realize that I have a lot to say and then people actually do have people are going to hate no matter what I do. There's a lot of haters out there. Yeah. And fuck the haters. But also thank you for motivating me because I know what I'm doing is right. I know that what I'm doing is not hard, easy work. Like people who who do revolutions and grassroots organizations never ever ever experience like the solace behind it. You know, we don't ever get to experience the peace. So yeah, this is the hard work that I'm putting in for my community for generations later. That like you know we fucking deserve to do whatever the hell we want. Playground deserves to exist. We deserve to be a safe space, a haven for people who don't necessarily feel like they belong anywhere else. You know. Yeah. So I'm gonna keep doing what I'm doing, and you can keep hating from your grandma's basement. That's so crazy. And like, that's on a period. I can't even imagine for one <laughs> second having to endure that. Like, honestly, like the closest thing to like a viral moment I experienced. I didn't get any negative reactions. Like I did like this news thing and like I didn't get any hateful stuff back. What news thing? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, like for my job like mm. my professional situation like my legal situation with like my um former employer 
uh, I don't know if I would call it a legal situation necessarily, but my situation there, um, I spoke out to NPR and I was ready to hear like people say lots of nasty stuff back, like about, I don't know, anything. just anything. Because, like, I mean, black people aren't allowed to have white collar jobs. We're not allowed to be corporate. So I, I thought I would get a lot of shit back. And then also just like my weird choice to, well, it's not weird to me, but my choice to like exist as a woman still, despite like what I look like on the surface, like people. People have a lot to say about that, you know? And guess what? F them. About it being weird or <coughs> about it being gross or, like, pick a side or, like, oh you can't God, do that shit. This isn't a football team. You can't no. do that shit in, in your day job. <laughs> like, it's confusing. Yeah. So, like, I thought it was going to I thought I was gonna get roasted by the general public, but I did not. Good. No, I just got, like, one weird Diversity Inc. rebuttal that was weak as fuck. And, um... Nah, I didn't get hated on, and I was so grateful because I was, I was really anticipating for like some people to say some hateful ass shit, but it didn't happen, and I am so grateful. And you know what? That's awesome. That's great. I keep a pretty low profile, like relative to other people on the internet and shit, and like I need to do that less and less if I'm gonna get this guap. And um, but you know what? The I'm thing nervous. is, though, you, there's things called there's the difference between like branded content and personal content. Like you can still post contact and people have no idea who you are. You don't even have to put your face in it. You can just do stuff about your work, the process and stuff. No, and no, I, I don't mind making myself it. I oh, just okay. don't want to hear people talk shit about me. <laughs> shit, I know. I wish that would stop, but it's all good cuz you know, we're st- we're doing the hard work, Helen, and it it's yeah. going to it's going to take a lot more than fucking people saying you're ugly and you're this and you're that to stop tearing me down from what Be I'm like, doing. I have a job. Transsexual, like yeah, is that some. a nigga or yeah. a girl? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm still getting paid regardless of what you think. So you were saying? Yeah, that's Speak true. I saying? mean, that's true. At the end of the day, like so like you just don't care what people think about you. Now at this point I can't. For I really, real? I can't. I don't what am I gonna do, Helen? You know, like I'm not gonna I can't go around fixing everybody's perception of me. And Fair yeah, enough. I'm sorry to the people that I've gone into really awkward situations with. Um I to my knowledge there aren't that many, but um I don't know. It does suck to have really shitty opinions about you, but like I don't know. Move on. Like yeah. we all have shit to do. There's people to be repaired. Like yeah. you know, I don't know. There's no reason for me to be like try to get everybody to get on the same stance about how who I am because I don't even know who I am sometimes. You know, fair like, enough. Shit. I don't be knowing either because I wake up one day and I'll be like, okay, everything's changed. We're doing this now, yep. and like, and I, my friends will be like, what? You weren't even talking about that yesterday. My best friend, she's like, I'm not even going to try to keep up with this shit you're talking now. She's just like, okay, whatever you say, Helen. And I appreciate that. And that's okay, you know? And thank you. Thank you for giving me space to figure it out because that's all I need. I just need people to support me. This is not a phase. Playground's not a phase. Teeth are not a phase. This is a real life business. Me getting money is not a phase. Me getting money is not a phase. Support me, you know? And that's all you can do is get support from your friends. And that's what I want to manifest in 2020. Is supporting my friends and them supporting me back. That we have the capital to do that. And also just in general, the energy. Like I We have have everything we need to do that. Yeah, we do. Fuck. Yep. All you got to do is show up. 
showing up is the only thing that we have. Damn. To do. And you know, Helen, I'm going to show up for you next year. And I, I already have. But Man, I will. you already showed up for me next year because I'm booked here for February. <laughs> Let's talk about that. <laughs> I'm so excited. Yeah, there's. There's so much going on, and I think that's what I all, all I all I want is no. Just, but like, wait, like, like wait, you wait, guys wait. are doing the um the pop up right with black vendors. Oh yes, um I don't I don't want to talk about it yet, but yeah I guess it's kind of we've been planning it, but um yeah we're thinking about doing black playground. That's the third one at playground, and it's gonna be awesome. Um we're doing 25 vendors being curated by Three Dot Scene, specifically Devin Morris. If you haven't heard of them and their work, you should look them up. Um, amazing artist from Baltimore, but Playground's gonna be kind of turned into really an awesome like interactive space. We have a, a great amount of artists that are gonna be here. <coughs> My bad. <coughs> I didn't mean to like blow up the spot. No, it no, it's all good. Things are always in the planning stages, but I'm always just like, yeah, why not? You know, you guys I, stay planning because you also are executing left and right. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I do. That's me. I'm, I'm like a human checklist. So I just want programming to keep existing out of here. You know, I think Playground is a great place and shit. Things don't last for too long, you know, and pack shit. it out. Pick pack it out. My yeah. favorite places don't exist anymore. A lot of them, a lot of my favorite restaurants. Is that why you guys do stuff so much? Because <laughs> you're just like not going to take just, for granted the moment. You just never know. You just never know. Seriously. Wow. I've, I've seen a lot of my favorite places get shut down for the reason that like the momentum's gone. You know, after a while you're like, shit. So but basically we just need to do all the shit we all can the time. think of. Just all do time. it all. Like I want to, I want to, when I die, I want on my tombstone, like died doing too much. Hey. Period. I die. I want to do too much. You know, this life is worth it. Like, there's so much to see. There's so many people. Like, damn, I don't even know. This, I, we deserve it. We deserve to do too much and everything. I love it. I feel like I'm team too much. I get on everyone's nerves, but I just need to hang out with you more. Is probably what. Hey, it is. I'm here for it, Helen. You know where to pull up, at. and I know yeah. where you live. So, oh, I, gotta, I should work out of here sometimes. Think about it. I know you live far, but um, no, but I should work out of here sometimes because my team they live in Brooklyn, so like we could work out of and here. And you sometimes. have a team now, Helen. I know. Snap I do. Class, it's class, so class, crazy. Class. Shout out to Naomi and Patia because like. Oh Holding my god! They built a web store. What? I don't be selling nothing, but I we got one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And uh, yeah, that's your portfolio, and it's only gonna get better. Well, I don't really put any of my tooth work up there. You don't? No. Why not? Because I don't. I don't sell them that way. Like it's yeah. just other stuff. Because it is a lot of custom stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I only have a sing. I have a simple one. I think I need to great. set my game up. Helen. I mean, yours is very, yours is really great. It's beautiful. I, I always get compliments on it and I, I'm always smiling. When you I wear mine. are one of two people that wears them on their front too. Who's the other person? Aya. Oh my God. Yeah. Of course. I joined team front tooth last week. Yeah. Oh yeah. Is it fun for you doing your own teeth? For me like, to do my own? Yeah. Like, do you ever, like, you're like, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to add this. Like, yeah, it's really fun. Now many, I just got to get this fucking guap so I can get me <laughs> some, uh, what you call it? Uh, what do you call them shits? Flawless diamonds. I'm trying to get me some, uh, hopefully tax season I make some money. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Hopefully tax season I sell enough stuff. Helen, I'm sorry, buy myself February is going to be a really packed month for you because I'm pretty much going to come I'm too. praying on it. Shit. I'm, I'm about ready to plan a tax season Can I tour. tell you about my favorite girls right now? Yes, please. They're Steve Lacey's. Everyone loves Steve Lacey's girls. They love them. Tell me more. I love them. I think they never seen nothing like it. I, I haven't either. I yeah. know. And I was like, 
what in the exactly like braces but not it's but it was, braces plus gap fillers i never seen anything like that yeah i yeah. i'm i want to experiment with that kind of front you know um, no honestly like the guy that so like my jeweler i don't make these things with my own hands um i work with another business that has like several people on their staff but the main jeweler that i work with his name is david he's been in this business since the 1980s and he does he loves to do like unconventional beautiful just like one of a kind work so like that's my favorite thing is just like dreaming up weird shit and then making it happen like kai's mm -hmm. is like an example of that the uh the opal with the texas <gasps> on the edges oh. like that was not my idea that was kai's idea oh my god and like i told him that he was like okay and like that was really <laughs> exciting like I got one coming out in a in a few weeks. Well, I don't know. Hopefully, maybe even this week. I don't know. But, like, we made this new one. It's, like, a bottom piece <clears throat> for Princess Peggy. It's, like, eight teeth. And it's whoa, it's crazy. Whoa. It looks unlike anything that I've seen anyone Before. else wear. It looks unlike anything that I've made for anyone. So I'm pumped. <laughs> I'm really pumped. And, like, I got some guys um, who've been trying to, like, collaborate and make some work together and like their studio is gonna plan a shoot for it like Fuck. i'm really trying to like boss all the way up are you gonna start photographing some of the stuff that you're doing like you gotta get a day where you, there's a seamless and all of us gets photographed honestly yeah i got a light kit finally so i was thinking do it. i should do like anyone who ever bought them from me headshots day yeah bring your gold tooth in and get a headshot gold teeth day yeah so yeah i could do that I think I we have to, some amazing stuff planned. For I need next to year. I need to book that shit. All right. I'm all holding these, you accountable. All these There's ideas. <laughs> I'm about to get on Patia and Naomi's nerves tomorrow when they come to work, boy. I'm gonna get on their nerves. <laughs> They're gonna be like, Where did you even come up with like, this we shit? Heard the podcast. We They're know gonna we be like <laughs> But then they're gonna do it and it's gonna be great. And teamwork. It's the dream work, baby. Honestly, I'm going to have to say my favorite thing that I heard today was when you were like, we have everything we need to, what was it? Like, just be good friends. Yeah, to support each other, you know? That we have great. the, we, we do. We have the capital. We have the capital. We have, we need to get together. Like, we, I think if anything, just support your friends because <clears throat> we're the ones that are struggling always. You know, your friends are always coming up with new ideas, but it's about sustaining them and being able to live out their dreams, so... You know, we all we have everything that we need. Ugh. We do. Of course, there if you know the need for mobilizing and creating revolutions is important, but that will only happen if you have the great team on your back. And Helen, I'm on your team this year. Oh man, I'm on your team too. All Shit. Right. Let's fucking rock, dude. On that note, I'm gonna I'm just gonna end this out by playing some songs by yeah, Little Wayne. Thanks Wang. for having me on, dude. I appreciate it. I'm so glad I'm gonna tell you the truth. Like the guests that I wanted to have fell through and then I didn't even look for another guest because I was like, I'm just going to talk to the playground staff. Yeah, we're we're very we're on 10 all always. So that's all I have to say. You need you need us. We got you. Honestly, I was like, there's already a story there. <laughs> I'm just going to talk my shit until they want to talk with me. Wait, so the show's over? Well, oh we ah, only got a few more oh minutes. No, yeah. It's like Gucci Mane is my king, but like I'm so proud of little Wayne because remember he was in jail and like 
2010. Dude, him in New York don't get along. He always gets arrested every time he comes. He gets hated on, but like he was in jail in 2010. Like he was like a rock star. Honestly, Gucci Mane. You remember skating videos? Yeah. Gucci Mane is a really big deal, but I'm just going to have to tell you guys. I really feel that Lil Wayne is the the king. He's the king of rap music and music in general. And he crushed it in the 2010s, even though everyone roasts him for not knowing black, what Black Lives Matters is. <laughs> yeah, but, like, but you know what? He is a black life, though. So. He, he literally <laughs> it, he is Black Lives Matter. <laughs> he, <is. laughs> like, he literally is the poster child. I mean, like, come on. Oh, my God. And he does not know what anything is because he's little Wayne. <laughs> you know what? Duh. It's hard to know what anything is when you create it, you know? Also, when you just like mm. don't consume news or television because mm. you live in your world of being Dude, little. Can you Wayne. imagine how many haters he has? Don't want him. Man, I'm it. sick of mine already. <laughs> <laughs> I need new haters, y'all. I'm sick of my old. I don't ones. want no new haters. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, I don't want any new haters in 2020. I just want everyone to just be to nice along. and to chill. I need to get along. Yeah. Because it's like, dude, this city is so fucking small. Your attention, I could feel it. If I'm at Bossa Nova. And you're at $3 bill, girl. I could feel that. You can right? feel the heat down the all street. Right? So don't try to play me. Don't act like you don't know me. We can oh be friends. Oh, man. You can we can feel, all be friends. You can and let's feel put the shit behind us. From no matter if it's from another building. Hate is like heat. I can feel it. I don't want to feel wow. it. I want to feel the smoke. Okay? You got a hate map. It's like yeah, a heat I got map, a hate but map. for hate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. But yes, I want to I wanna change all of that. I want to be friends with my haters. Because I feel like their life is too small. I feel life like the short. first step towards that happening is for them to stop hating. Period. And but on that note, we're gonna we're gonna listen to this gorgeous song. It's a song called Dedication that Two Chains wrote for the album Collie Park. It was a record him and Lil Wayne put out together mm-hmm. when Birdman had his foot on neck on, on Wayne's neck. And he was only able to put it out because it came out as a Two Chains album, no. and we got to hear Little Wayne on a record while he was being fucked over by his daddy or whatever. But that was a song, really hard time for me for watching Little Wayne go through. Right, that, that was really hard. But like this song is so gorgeous, and like it's just such a good 2010s moment. Shout out to the 2010s. Thanks for sticking, sticking around. See you later in the new decade. Bye. But the only problem is we don't hear this gorgeous song playing. It's the only problem. Oh, 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 oh. Uh-oh. Did you do that? I don't know. You know. Oh, 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 oh. Wait a second. Wait a second. Ah. All right. Nope. You're good. Kind of you need to I'm about to tell you right All now. All right. Tell the boy. Tell the boy. I need to tell Chris, I don't let you go. Mm. Young Moolah out. We have fun mm. over here. We just eating. <laughs> we just having fun. We, ain't, we just doing stuff we don't even care about. <laughs> we don't even care about. I my shit. Yeah, buddy, we care. Reporting live here from College Park. Reporting live from Hollywood. As you can see, College Park police are securing the crime. Hollywood, New Orleans has just been hit with yet another. I consider another route because as you can see, there is a lot of police and a lot of yellow tape. If it wasn't for Wayne, it wouldn't be. A lot of dudes in the game, including me. We were smoking that gas in 03. Was gonna sell a few bags to Lil Fee. 
couple years removed from HB. Tattoo lyrics from Jigga to Jay Z. I went to Eastover before Katrina. Remember going to Magic Ryan in my Beamer. And this was way before FEMA. And you was rapping and singing. And I was slanging the peas and smoking nigga like Newport. Coming up off a of two short. My underwear was my hoop shorts. And then I went on tour and recorded songs on your tour bus. And that was 08. That's the first time I met Drake. When I hit you, cut with that drink. Had a nigga stomach like, wait, 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 wait. That my dog. That my dog. That my dog. Yeah, that my dog. 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 Yeah, that my dog. That my dog. That my dog. That my dog. You relocated the MIA. You told me, shout it, this where I stay. I came down to pay a visit. You told me, so pound and it was tripping in you. You wasn't dipping. Had the M16 and with the extra clip. Ready to act ignorant. Riding off in a phantom. And Mr. G, he was driving. Pumping that player circle. You told me that we was riding. I told you that I was rapping. I told you I wasn't right. You said Luda was foolish because he wasn't excited. That was way before Tiger. I saw Nicky with Mama said God took his time when he made me. I put my pride to the side of safety. I'm on a diet, on a diet from the fake beef. Cause in my eyes, all that I see is dead meat. Mama said God took his time when he made me. I put my pride to the side of safety. I'm on a diet, on a diet from the fake beef. Cause in my eyes, all that I see is dead meat. Mama said God took his time when he made me. Yeah. Took his time when he made me I put my pride to the side of safety And look alive, look alive Smoke one, ready to pull one Toe one, scared of no one You never know when your close ones Is a pussy till your nose run Big and back bamboo Trigger happy as goons Bigger mansion and pool I need a map for this room Don't need a casket to view em. We lead the rats in the sewers I'm speeding passing the noise Soft top like the jewels Thrash your sweatshirt, bands on All daddy bitches hands on Fuck your bitch for a Sam's car A SIM card and an Android Shots all in the airway Bullets make them do ballet Pulling triggers like hairspray Shoot them in the head, bad head day In broad daylight, let's play Little kids playing jump rope Leave his body on the front porch It's a cold world, but the sun show Where the paper and the drugs though At your nasal with the snub nose I be seen with the unseen You be seen with the unknowns All your bitches in the dun zone All my bitches in the fun zone Swallowing all my unborns Say it tastes like a love song And a cut like a cut one Keep it cool, keep the cut one Rumba-bum-bum-bum if they come from I tell them God took his time when he made me Got pride to the side of safety On a diet, on a diet from the fake beat In my eyes, all that I see is dead me Mama said God took his time You heard him Wayne said God took his time when he made me <sighs> what a moment. 
I just want to say thank you to everybody who listened and thank you to the folks at Playground who entertained my um, indulgence. I love you and I always will. (laughs) I love the support. I'm so looking forward to 2020. I'm so looking forward to doing this again and um, seeing all that's to come. Thank you. Love you.